At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Silver lining edition of the HHC tonight, unfortunately, Hornets dropping another heartbreaker against the Philadelphia 76 sending Charlotte to a 14-13 and record. They are now solidly in the play-in tournament game, albeit they are about a game and a half out of fourth place in the Eastern Conference. It is really compact right now, uh, basically between fourth and 11th, so it's not helping things right now that the Hornets are playing without five of their primary rotation players and three of their starters. We're going to talk about last night's loss against the Philadelphia 76ers, 110-106. to The final score will give our silver linings. We'll talk about the lessons learned about life playing with five players in the protocols and and what this last couple of games really means for where the Hornets sit in the NBA hierarchy. And in case you hadn't heard it, Sports Illustrated crowned a breakthrough athlete of the year. It's Hornets reigning rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball. Helping me out on all of these topics, he is the social media coordinator for the Hornets and a favorite here on the HHC, Wes Robinson, back with us again. And Wes, let's start with the game, a 110-106 to final score. There's a lot of ways to go with this on the positive side. A lot of good fight here from the Hornets. Shorthanded again. Five players in the protocols. They got a, a big-time offensive effort from Gordon Hayward. Season best, 31 points. Miles Bridges chipped in 20. Kelly Oubre really had a grind for his points, but he ends up with a double-double, 22-10. and 10, And we saw more positive flashes from the rookies. But in the end, a couple things stand out. And quite frankly, they stood out to me. But JB's the head coach. And I'm sure people out there would much rather hear from him than me. So here's JB on what the story was of last night's game. Well, they had a couple shots at the end. I mean, the two the two numbers that stand out to me: 19 free throws for MB, 19 turnovers for the Hornets. That was the game. We turned it over too much in transition. That's on us. 
the 19 free throws that they shot, you know, I'll go back and watch them. You know, that's if he's going to shoot 19, 20 free throws a night, it's going to be tough. There's JB summing up the game in a nutshell. The, the turnovers is certainly something they could have done better with. Uh, they they just had a, a, quite a few foolish ones, to be perfectly honest, and, and that was a problem. The 19 free throws, I don't know what else you can do. Uh, Joel Embiid, it's why he is arguably the best player in the NBA, and the biggest argument against him is that he has a tough time playing the full schedule. He's had a very difficult time, even going back to college, of staying healthy. If he were able to do that, I have no doubt in my mind he'd been an MVP already. Maybe Philadelphia would have won a championship already. He's just that good. I thought the Hornets did a decent job keeping him in check last night, but ultimately he just had a parade to the foul line, including attempting 11 in the third quarter alone, and ends up scoring 32 points and powering the 76ers to a 110-106 to victory. That was JB's thoughts. Wes, what are yours? What what went wrong there for the Hornets? Yeah, it's definitely two things you just you don't want that to go on your side to have to deal with foul troubles and also turnovers as well. I mean, those are just two things you just can't really deal with and one side you just can't really help because you're not wearing the, the black and white stripes so you're really battling against those disadvantages but I mean Joel Embiid give him a lot of credit I mean that's a guy who just knows how to play uh, he has he's a smart guy playing with a smart coach I mean these, these guys just know how to grit and grind and fight and then when Joel Embiid steps out then you have another tough body another bear that's coming in Andre Drummond who's also a former all-star running his own thing you know that he used to do in Detroit and he's had his run-ins around the league. But it's very tough when you have those two guys uh, battling inside. And, we're, you know, we're missing five guys out of our rotation. We were now forced to play into their game plan where we're normally the team that's pushing it up the floor. We like to wear our teams out. And we, we're just pushing up and getting a lot of quick shots off the break. But when you have to play the half-court game, these this is where these guys pretty much uh, thrive the most. So, But I think the biggest thing that I took away from JB's comments is that this is something that we're going to be able to learn from. Especially the young guys, uh, our rotational guys, uh, JT Thor, Nick Richards, Book Knight. This is great experience for these guys to be able to see what this level is going to be like. And if we want to be that playoff team, these this is one of the teams that we're probably going to face. And if we want to have success, these are the type of t- situations that we're going to be in. I mean, we're not. Hopefully, we're not five guys out. But these are the situations that we're going to face where we're playing against a team with uh, with this much depth, with this much size, and this power and how we're going to play against it and and fight it. So the way we're able to play these guys tight with five guys out, I would love to see what our team will look like when the guys come back. Oh, no question. I, I would love to see this game with the Hornets at full strength. Uh, just, uh, you know, bad luck, bad timing for Charlotte. Philadelphia is a particularly difficult matchup for the Hornets. They have won now 16 straight, basically the entirety of Joel Embiid's active career. He's a mountain. He's seven feet tall and 280, and the Hornets just do not have a player when they're sidelined five guys, including their starting center, who physically matches him. No one does. There, there's aren't, there aren't a lot of those kinds of bodies out there that exist in humanity. You're talking about taking Andre the Giant out of the ring and telling him, go play basketball against Embiid, who's got all that athleticism to boot. It's just a very difficult matchup. But I, I do think the free throws were a factor. You can make an argument that Charlotte should have adjusted to how the game was was being officiated quicker because some of the fouls were called without Embiid making a post move. It was right. him just trying to get the ball. I suppose that's an argument you could make, but I mean, to be honest here, he shot 15 free throws in the second half. 
12 of his 23 second half points and beads were from the free throw line. The Hornets as a team in the second half attempted 12 free throws and I don't think that there was a lack of contact on some of these drives. Charlotte right. clearly was frustrated. So it's more than just the free points because Embiid's a very good free throw shooter and so th- those really are free points but it's more than that. It's the rhythm of the game that gets broken up and is it a big advantage to Philadelphia who plays at the slowest pace of any team in the NBA and a huge disadvantage to Charlotte who's one of the fastest paced teams in the NBA. That's something Miles Bridges touched upon after the contest. I don't know. I just feel like the game got got, got stagnant. I feel like every time they came down there shooting free throws. So it's it tough for us to get in the rhythm. So many free throws, so many fouls caught. So I feel like when we got out of rhythm, we was turning the ball over. I had what, five turnovers. Gordon had four. Kelly had four. That's uncharacteristic for us. So we just got to get our rhythm back. I think this game was played at the pace Philadelphia would have preferred. Some of that is how many players the Hornets were missing, including the engine of their offense, LaMelo Ball. But some of it was the the tightness with which the game was officiated. It just takes a lot of the running out of the game, and that is an edge to Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest moment I uh, we touched on a little earlier that I noticed when Nick Richards went down, um, that's when Doc Rivers kind of uh, uh, sick the bear on us, defeated uh, Joel Embiid in the post. And just like Miles said, this is very uncharacteristic for these guys to be able to turn the ball over. And a lot of that has to do with missing three-point guards, you know, knowing that we don't have anybody that who can control the pace and make those right decisions to find everybody on the floor. So it's one that, that's very uncharacteristic, I mean, due to the situation that we're, we're in right now. But I think it's one that we, we can definitely learn from, and I think – It'll definitely help Miles and Kelly. Those guys have been playing phenomenal. Being down a point guard, that these guys are still able to find ways to score and get to the basket. But you can see the frustration build up when fouls are being called and things are not going your way, and you're you're kind of tired because they don't really have much of a bench to really go to. I mean, uh, with um, the rotational guys that we're normally having, then these guys have to play more minutes. And then when you're on the floor that long, being frustrated. Uh, things tend to happen. And in that situation tonight, unfortunately, it was turnovers. So being frustrated from the foul, you're kind of frustrated on offense because you're not getting the calls and now you're trying to force things rather than try to control the pace and let's get back to the basketball that we're used to playing. But it's very difficult to do that when we're not pushing the ball up the floor like we normally like to do. Tough loss for the Hornets. It is their fifth in their last six games and their second straight since five players have now been in the health and safety protocols. Uh, they won the first with the first four guys in the health and safety protocols, but Philadelphia ends up going two for two in the Queen City. In both games, they kind of had a rest advantage, to be honest, too. Another factor here that we could talk about and do often here on the HHC, but even in losses, we always look for the silver linings. Last night, 110-106, the final score for Philadelphia. Guess first, Wes Robinson, who is your silver line? from last night's contest. My silver lining will be uh, Kelly Oubre Jr.'s performance over the last eight games. Tyrese Maxey receives. Maxey trying to pass to Curry. It's intercepted. Martin throws the lob. Oubre down the floor, and he'll throw down the two-handed jam. Baseline to baseline. That pass from Martin all the way out to Kelly Oubre, who was uncontested for the dunk. Yeah, Kelly Oubre, I mean, scoring, he came coming into this game, he was uh, scoring 20-plus in six of seven games. So with 22 tonight, that's seven of eight. He's definitely playing like a six-man of the year. I mean, it's definitely, if it wasn't one that you believed before, I think over this stretch, it's, it's definitely something that you really have to respect and understand that he's given us a spark that we really love. And I think the best part about it is that it's coming from the bench play. And and tonight, as you see, we only come, we only scored, I think, around 11, 13 points off the bench. We're kind of missing his presence coming off the floor to play with a second unit to give us that spark when our starters come off the floor. So it's great to see him 
do that and still play his game, whether it's in the bench role, in the starting rotation. And and it's good to see that. But I know like it'll be something that we we definitely miss from having him in, in the in the end of the first and the second quarter, and sometimes closing out the game when we have Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier and Miles. Yeah, Kelly has been spectacular. Last eight games, he's made multiple threes in each and every contest. Uh, He's had 199 points in those eight games. Quick math, that's 24.8 points per game. Just a hair under 25 a contest over his last eight. He's really been playing spectacular basketball. My silver lining, I got to go with Gordon Hayward. Hornets down four. 40 seconds left in the third. Bridges into the lane, gives to the runner. Hayward, he gets bumped. Bank shot, yes, plus the foul. Gordon Hayward is on fire right now. Gordon Hayward just did everything you could have asked for offensively. He made shots from the mid-range. He got to the basket. He shot 40% from three. He got to the free throw line. Goes for a season high, 31 points. A lot of people have been asking for more from him offensively. I think he's been consistent and efficient throughout, and that's really what the team wants from him. You see the guys on you know, like TNT after some of those showcase games talking about what it takes to score 20 points per game in the league, it's not about scoring it all in one quarter. It's about scoring five a quarter. That's 20 points. And and when you learn that lesson, you can become super efficient in getting your points, getting your shots, and and just kind of picking your spots to do what you do out there. And I think Gordon Hayward has really learned that lesson well because you you look at most of his games, he's not someone who typically pops for 12 points a quarter or 14. You know, he's someone who he's really good at getting his four or five, six points per frame and just doing it consistently. That's the kind of foundation that this offense needs at times to keep it going. But last night with so many players out, he really was the the spark for this team offensively. In the first half, he got him going in the first quarter. He scored 10 points right out of the gate. And then in the second half, third quarter, he ends up scoring 14 points and then earning his way to the line in the fourth quarter trying to keep it close. But I thought Gordon Hayward really had a, a spectacular night and uh, I'll, I'll continue to harp on it the team's record when he plays versus when he doesn't it is night and day I think he is a big part of the foundation to this team and if and when they make the playoffs he is going to be one of the primary reasons for it because I think this team is way way ahead of the schedule they would have been otherwise if they didn't have him even with LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier and all the talent they have they are nowhere near as good of a basketball team top to bottom unless they've got that reliable source of offense at their availability so my uh, silver lining Gordon Hayward Kelly Oubre drawing a nod as well. Hornets do unfortunately fall 110 to 106 in this one. Coming up next, we're going to talk about some lessons learned over the last couple of days. Hornets dealing with so many people in the health and safety protocols. It did present an opportunity. What are some lessons that we can take away from these last couple of days? We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. There's no drop-off. No matter who's down, who's out, back-to-back or not, we're just going to compete our tail off. That's That's what we're about. And our day is coming. Our day is coming. We just got to stay with this. And it's going to turn for us. The shots are going to fall. We'll get healthy. The schedule's going to fall our direction. There's a lot of bright days ahead. These are the grind out days. You just got to stay with it. This is where you're, you know, you're forged in fire right now. That's, that's, the losses are painful, but 
the beauty is just in the journey of staying together and competing. And I think I'm just so proud of this group, the way they've stuck with it. And I probably played them too many minutes. You know, that's I got to you know watch that and make sure I, I don't overrun them. But they've continued to battle, and uh, I'm extremely proud of their effort. And I'm not surprised. I'm not. I'm not. I don't go in any game saying, "Man, they really competed tonight." This is just who we are. And this is what we do. Head coach James Borrego, after last night's loss to Philadelphia, one ten to one hundred six final, kind of putting things in perspective. Yes, the Hornets have lost five of their last six games, but when you drill down on it, and and you know you can call this making excuses for things, which it's a zero sum game in the NBA. You either win or you lose. But the first loss in the stretch at Houston, night two of a back to back. Rockets obviously took off uh, on a, on a long win streak from that one. Uh, then you. You lose at Chicago, top two team in the Eastern Conference. Lose at Milwaukee, one of the uh, the defending NBA champs. Then you finally have some rest, go to Atlanta, but have to do so with four players sitting in the health and safety protocol. So whatever benefits you would have gotten from the rest kind of goes out the window when you lose more than half of your starting lineup. And same can be said for these last couple of games against Philadelphia. So you have to put it all in perspective. JB is right. This schedule is going to turn 2022. The Hornets will be home an awful lot. And we hope you're there with us at Spectrum Center. Go to Hornets.com for ticket information. Sam Farber and Hornets social media coordinator Wes Robinson here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. And Wes, let's talk about lessons learned about life without these five players in protocols. These are all rotational players. I have an idea of what it means to me. What does it mean to you the way the team has performed without those guys? Yeah, I mean, JB just touched on it, staying together in these matchups. I mean, these are tough games that we've been been able to stay in in Atlanta and play in Philadelphia I mean, these are guys that are going to be we're going to be ranking up against uh, possibly in the playoffs or these guys are going to be looking to make a run in the Eastern Conference to take the East this year. So the fact that we're staying together and through the disadvantages, through the things that we don't have, we talked about not having a point guard and being down three of those guys and also two rotational guys. These guys played 40 plus minutes. Four of those guys, I mean, Nick Richards suffered an injury and he had to come out and split those minutes with PJ. But we had one guy, PJ Washington, coming off the bench, and six of the rotational guys on our bench are from Greensboro. So that's one thing that's just, that we had to look at that. Even though these guys had to play more minutes and we could not go to the bench and these guys couldn't come out and, and JB tried to manage their minutes so that they can get a breather, they understood the assignment that they knew that they this this is not the time to come out the game. Like, we're really going to need you to grind this out. And JB did talk about grinding it out. He did apologize for playing him that many minutes, but I'm pretty sure these guys understand that they have JB's back and they know they understand the situation that's going on and they know that they have to, you know, sometimes just put their head down and just keep fighting. And through that, with a four-point loss against Philadelphia and an overtime loss on Monday, that's not bad. These guys are, are accepting the assignment and, you know, doing everything they can until we can get our guys back to pretty much be in a position that we're already in. We know that brighter days are ahead. We know that when we do get these guys back and we do see them in Philadelphia, we either expect a different outcome or even we're definitely going to match the same intensity. But hopefully we do expect things to be a little bit different. Hopefully uh, there are probably less foul situations. And I think the turnover situation will definitely be much lower because now we have guys who will allow us to be able to push the ball up the floor so that these guys can now focus on their own assignments. I like what you said there about touching on the minutes, and JB mentioned it too, maybe playing the guys too much. I, I do admire the fight from this Hornets team. There's a lot of teams that look at the schedule loss or or try and find room in the schedule to rest guys, and that's just not in the DNA of Gordon Hayward or this Hornets team. They're going to give everything they can every single night, try and win every game. They want to get 
over the hump and become a playoff team, and they know that uh, the only way to do that is to do it. No one's going to hand them postseason spots, certainly with how crowded the Eastern Conference is right now. Case in point, Charlotte, you know, a frustrating set of circumstances, but Boston, Atlanta, Cleveland, Philadelphia, they're not feeling bad for them. They're saying, we're going to take advantage of this and try and pass you in the standings. So I admire the effort of guys like Gordon Hayward and, and Miles Bridges and Kelly Oubre and Cody Martin playing 40-plus minutes a night, trying to do everything they can to scratch out a win. Again, you love the fight. It's what makes this team so entertaining to watch. My big takeaway, though, Wes, from the last couple of games, and I think two things can be true. One is, I think this does help the squad moving forward eventually, but it also is indicative of the fact that without those primary pieces without Terry Rozier without LaMelo Ball this is just not a playoff team and I think that's a lesson that you know fans probably had some light shed on last season as well when Gordon Hayward went down even though Miles Bridges played brilliantly and LaMelo Ball fought his way back into the lineup and there were all kinds of positive things you saw from Terry Rozier and others it still was a team that lost two out of every three games and you just can't replace that kind of production. If you take LeBron off the Lakers, all of a sudden they're not as good a team. You take Steph Curry off the Warriors, they're not as good a team. You take LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier off the Hornets, you can't say that you're shocked that they lost back-to-back games against a team the quality of Philadelphia. But simultaneously, there are some positives to take away. And Gordon Hayward talked about the lessons learned here by the young guys from getting this kind of playing time. Yeah, there's nothing better than, than experience. Nothing better than than that for a young player. So you know, glad that they've been able to get out there and and also against a really good team and some veteran guys that they, you know Philly has that know how to play. So you kind of get a feel for what the NBA is like. And you know, I thought they've did they've they've played well. And this is the best thing you can have as a young player. So um, they'll only get better from here. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think James Booknight and JT Thor and the rest of the rookies, for that matter, as well, have all just been chomping at the bit, wanting an opportunity to play. And now a couple of them have received it and had some real positive outcomes out there. Those dunks by Thor and Booknight, night one of this series against Philadelphia, those just kind of unlock them. And you can see how much more comfortable they feel. And JB even talked about it pregame yesterday about them just wanting more. So I think two things can be true at the same time. One, can the Hornets depend on the rookies in place of LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier? No. The answer to that is no. They're not going to be a playoff team if they you know, need to figure out a straight-up one-for-one replacement. Are they a better team now because those guys are ready to contribute? Oh my gosh, yes. This team's bench just got a lot deeper. They're going to be capable of going 10 deep in a game versus 8 deep in a game now much more easily and much quicker than probably it would have been had the health and safety protocols uh, not come into play. So maybe at the end of the season we'll look back and say this was a real turning point because it allowed Booknight and Thor to create roles for themselves with their level of play when the opportunity arose. These guys are going to be able to take this these losses and turn them into lessons for sure. And and, and Book Knight, you know, uh, he definitely felt a little bit more comfortable. I, I, he felt more relaxed than I've ever seen him before in the rotation, uh, being able to get that big dunk. And he, he said you saw him smile a little bit, right? Like he finally got this weight off his chest that he's been waiting for this big moment. I know I spoke with him during media day one time. We were just kind of just joking around. And he was like, yeah, I, I want you to post me on social media. I'm like, we'll definitely post you. You just got to give us that highlight. And he definitely did. And we posted it and it blew up. So we're looking for more opportunities like that. And he will get that chance being able to get into the rotation. But it's one that these guys went from watching the game to taking the assignments to now being part of that rotation and understanding that everything that they've been studying, all of the film work, sitting on the sidelines and watching the other guys work, 
they were now able to go in and execute, and they did a, a phenomenal job. Greensboro has been phenomenal for this team for the, over the last four years. A lot of production from uh, Devontae Graham. We've seen it with the Martin brothers. Rather than you sit on the bench, we have an opportunity to now, you know, uh, uh, get you to get you some playing time in Greensboro. So when you get those playing get those playing times, then you can come back and then you can get into the rotation like these guys have. The last lesson from the last two days is the gap is gone between the Hornets and Philadelphia. 76ers have won 16 straight against Charlotte, and last year none of them were really that close. They were all at least three possession games, if not more lopsided than that. Both of these last two games, despite all the adversity the Hornets have faced, night two of a back-to-back for the first one, not having five rotational players for either of them, including the engine of their offense, LaMelo Ball. Charlotte was still in both of those games right down to the wire. The gap is gone. As great as Joel Embiid is the mighty Philadelphia 76ers are not going to dominate the Hornets from here on out. I think if Charlotte gets their players back, they probably end that streak at some point here during this 2021-2022 season. But that was a a big thing for the Hornets. I I don't think they're afraid of anyone, but if you're going to be the man, you have to beat the man, to quote Ric Flair. And I think the Hornets came about as close to beating Philadelphia as they could over these last couple of games and certainly are going to have renewed confidence that after playing with Milwaukee and beating Brooklyn and beating Golden State. They already thought they could beat anyone. Now they have even more proof that that's true, especially with the performances they put forth the last couple of days shorthanded. All right, one more topic to cover here on the Hornets Hivecast. Another award for LaMelo Ball. We'll touch on that next here on the HHC. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaway every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Wes Robinson here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Wes, the social media coordinator for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, One more thing before we slide into the award that came to uh, the Hornets superstar, LaMelo Ball. A quote after last night's game, just saw this come across. This is from Doc Rivers, head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, and he's talking about how the Hornets have battled the last couple of days. Touches on the fact that he says he believes his team still leads the league in COVID missed games. I'll take his word for it. I have no reason to doubt Doc Rivers. I, I believe But then he goes on to say, maybe Charlotte will catch us. And then he goes on to say, but Coach James Borrego is doing a hell of a job with those guys. He really is. He has them playing right. They're one of the best cutting teams in the league, one of the better passing teams in the league. It's funny. I think from the outside, people see that Ball is a great passer. I don't think they're seeing the job that Coach is doing by getting everybody else to pass. And the last two games, you saw that. They were a really good passing basketball team. Today, they turned the ball over, which helped us. But they're tough to guard. They're tough to play. It's nice to see that respect given to JB. I think he should have gotten some attention last season for coach of the year you know if, if it's a Heisman vote at least a third place vote for for JB because of the the effort he he put in developing this roster taking them into the play-in tournament when no one had them there at the start of the season it was a remarkable job and I'm just thrilled that he's getting that kind of positive attention from one of if not the elite coach of this era Doc Rivers who had that high praise for JB so just wanted to throw that in there to the HHC all right the award Sports Illustrated Wes gave LaMelo Ball its break Breakout Athlete of the Year Award. What are your thoughts on on uh, LaMelo taking home another trophy? I think it was only right. You kind of look at a guy who came into a franchise that has so much of an impact, not just on the court, but off the court and being a great locker room guy as well. And he has a huge uh, social media following of like a huge fan base. 
and and he's been ex- exciting since he's been 12, 13 years old. So he's come in with a lot of hype. But then he's also as good as we thought he would be coming in, you know. And this guy's uh, he's been doing this since high school. He's fun to watch. You've seen that so much on social media is that one thing people say about the Charlotte Hornets, even in our losses, is that this team is very fun to watch. And I'm going to tune in. Hey, I'm even going to fly to Charlotte just to check these guys out. And the, the most amazing thing that I've seen on the road um, and I had a chance to really experience it in Atlanta, is the impact that LaMelo has with younger kids. That with him being 19, uh, uh, coming into the league, 20 years old, these kids don't really uh, know much about Magic Johnson and, and John Stockton, these other guys. They are now following, uh, I mean, a little bit of CP3, but the new exciting point guard of the league is LaMelo Ball. I mean, there's so much things about him that people just can't get enough of. So, it just felt right that you know he was going to be the breakout athlete, and there's a huge buzz in Charlotte, uh, not just for what we already have built, but he just seemed like the cherry on top. As Mitch was building his team out when he came in, it just seemed like now we have that team that we wanted uh, three years ago when we when Mitch took over. That he he had, he now has the team that he wanted to put together and structure. So. It was only right to win that award for sure. Yeah, winner of uh, Sports Illustrated's Breakout Athlete of the Year. Yeah, he's just a joyful personality. You, you can't watch him play or, or see him uh, out in, in some of his quotes and not smile. He just yep. he, he has that impact. Now, I'll throw this out there. And this might be somewhat controversial on a Hornets podcast, but I'm going to say it, okay? The other finalists for Breakout Athlete of the Year from this is the Sports Illustrated Award show. The other finalists were Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase, Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Frank and tennis player Emma Raducanu. Here's the con- controversial part. I would not have minded if Emma Raducanu won the award. And here's why. She was the U.S. Open champion, mm-hmm. was ranked 150 or so in the world when she won it. She won every single match in straight sets, and she did it starting in the qualifiers. Now, I'm a tennis fan. I don't know if you're a tennis fan, Wes. I don't know <laughs> if everyone listening is a tennis fan, but starting in the qualifiers, this is the equivalent of of JT Thor leading the Hornets in scoring on the way to an undefeated (laughs) month and starting that month in the G League. It's unheard of. It doesn't happen. Qualifiers are players who are so far down in the rankings, they're not given a spot in the tournament. You have to qualify. You have to earn your way in. So you have to win additional matches before winning all the matches required to win the tournament. And she did them all in straight sets. It's an unbelievable accomplishment. It's truly remarkable. So I would not have minded if she got uh, some flowers, some more love for that type of accomplishment because it's so beyond anything. It's worthy of recognition. So I don't want people coming after me saying I'm a hater. I love that LaMelo Ball won the award. I think for the totality of work, yeah. it's not even a question, but for what Emma was able to do in that one particular tournament, that one particular three-week stretch, it's so far out there that I, I would not have minded at all if she had picked up the award. I wouldn't need to. And I, I have been following Emma. I did a lot of research on reading her. I just, yeah, re- like last year is when I really started to follow her. But I think, you know, it, it might be the team aspect. Right, they had something that they can look like before Lamelo Ball. This is what they look like. This is what they look like when he got here. So I think it might be the aspect of seeing like the cultural change. Like they talked about, you know, like the last person to kind of have that impact was like Larry Johnson. An entire franchise has turned around. Ticket sales, jersey sales, uh, popularity, TV time. It's like I think they weigh all of that. That's that's not to discredit anything that Emma's doing. I think that from the team aspect, they had something that they can look at and say this is the a side this is the b side well things have shifted right the heat the the seahorse is now going up 
based on this amount of weight that's been brought into Charlotte. No question about it. No question about it. Well-deserved honor for LaMelo Ball amongst all the others that he's gotten. He, he deserves them all. He's been spectacular here in Charlotte on and off the court. Can't speak more highly about him. But uh, again, a tip of the cap to Emma Raducanu, U.S. Open champion, who did something that, quite frankly, it might not be done again. You might not see someone go from the qualifiers all the way through a major championship in tennis and do so without dropping a set. It was a spectacular accomplishment. Glad she was at the very least a finalist and, and recognized by SI. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. A big thank you to Wes Robinson, social media coordinator, for joining us again here on the HHC. I really appreciate it, and I hope it's a situation where we have a, a win again. But it feels good to be back with you, Sam. I know uh, me and Rob have been doing it, so this is our first podcast together this season. And I, I really need a win on Friday because I'm turning 30 on Friday, so I need a birthday win for the Hornets. There you go, Hornets. So tomorrow we want to win, and uh, tomorrow for you we will have our preview podcast. Myself and Rob Longo will take care of that one for you, getting you ready for Hornets versus Kings. Of course, tickets are still available at Hornets.com. Till then, for Wes Robinson, our producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us once again, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.